Welcome to the infamous podcast, Bitch, I'm Not Well. I'm Kelly. And I'm Brandy. And we're invested on taking you down to crazy town, where we talk about crazy bitches who are truly unwell. Shonda Vander Ark systemically tortured and starved her 14-year-old autistic son, Timothy Ferguson, to death. Timothy was abused 24-7 until his tiny body finally gave out on him, which sent him on a journey to a place of serenity, warmth, and love. It's probably the first time he's felt that in his life, if this is how the bitch treats him. And you know, the Shanda Vander Ark, I was really thinking, ooh, she sounds snazzy. Mm-hmm. Now I think she just sounds like a whore. <laughs> Or a bitch. She just sounds like a bitch. Just jump right in. (laughs) She was, uh, she's something else. I could tell you that. I'm anxious because I really hadn't heard anything about her until today. Really? Mm -mm. I've seen her weird picture on uh, YouTube with the faces she makes. She's very popular with the memes right now. Oh, I bet. (laughs) Yeah. She's got some twitching or something Mm. going on. Her facial expressions are very loud. Oh, Yes. (laughs) I'll send you a good meme for you to use as her picture for the podcast. Oh, good. Okay. So Shonda Margaret Ramsey was born September the 15th, 1979 in Huntsville, Alabama. She attended Huntsville High School and graduated in 1996. After high school, she attended college at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, and earned a Bachelor of Science in Paralegal Studies. I believe it was there that she met her husband, Eric Ferguson. They were married February the 27th, 1999. They lived in Alabama and had four children. Eric Nolan Jr., born March of 2000. Paul, born in April of 2002. Millie, born in June 2004. And Timothy, born August 2006. Oh, they're all two years apart. They are. Timothy, the youngest, had ADHD, autism, and motor and speech impairments. And according to Shonda and Eric was a difficult child. At one point, CPS was called in. Shonda shared the bulk of her life on Facebook. So oh my it was gosh. Yeah, it was pretty easy to see when all the trouble began. Back in September of 2009, she had started sewing clothes for her family and herself and was proud of her accomplishments. She stated how her hubby now wanted a pair of pajama pants and even her boys wanted them. She continued to post different things that she was sewing through October the 18th, 2009. Then on October 30th, 2009, she posted a picture of a photo button with all four kids, stating, Here's a pic of the photo button I'll be wearing till it's not a photo I have to look at anymore. I have one for hubby, too. What? What does that mean? You know what a photo button is? Is that like the big old button? Round button that you put on your shirt or, yeah. Is that her next hobby? Like, I sewed for two months, now I'm making buttons? No. Oh, okay. No. So, it was because CPS came in and took the kids away. Yeah. So, one person commented she was sorry that they had to wear it at all, and Shonda responded with, Thank you so much. Yeah, wearing it on one hand is awful, but at least we're willing to fight and not lay down to idiots. I mean, CPS was called for a reason. Yeah. Your children were taken away for yeah. a reason. Right. It's not like the CPS worker looked at her calendar and was like, oh, today I'm going to ruin Shanda's life. Yeah, today is the day. Today's the day. I'm coming after you, bitch. So this is whenever CPS stepped in and removed all four of the children over sexual abuse allegations. What? Between the older two children, Nolan and Millie. There were also allegations of sexual abuse involving Paul and Timothy. 
The children were removed from the home in October of 2009. So Nolan and Millie, were they together they were sexually abusing or their parents were sexually abusing them? I think Nolan and Millie were messing around. Like, who? Yeah. Insist. Ew. Can't confirm that. Can't deny it. On a post on December the 11th, 2009, she wrote that a woman the kids were staying with slapped Millie across the face and Millie was moved to Shonda's sister's house because of the incident. Shonda was going to make sure that that woman went to jail for it. In another post the same day, she wrote that she got to see the kids, that they were doing okay, but wanted to be home. Leaving them ripped her heart out, but on Tuesday, they were hoping and praying for good news. I wonder why when they were taken away, they were sent to a foster home, but then something happens at the foster home, so now one of the kids can go live with their sister? Yeah. Well, I think her sister had to apply okay. to be able to get, you know, she had certain rules to follow. Thinking of so the So the kids thing. were all, like, separated, okay? And Shonda and her husband, Eric's, visitation was very limited so there had to be some other issues going on yeah and i was thinking that with the foster system if you're taking your kids are taken away they try to place them with family first Mm -hmm. and then they would go to an outside yeah that's true and I, I don't know if she had, like, I know her sister was there, but she wasn't um, registered maybe to foster. Or, yeah, like you're saying, maybe they don't need to be registered if it's an immediate family member. Yeah, maybe she couldn't handle all four of them. <clears throat> I, don't, or I don't know. her and Shanda decided to start talking again once Shanda needed something. Yeah. I'm just throwing out shit. <laughs> no, I'm trying to make this messy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to. It, oh. It's, it's messy. Oh, so two days later, December the 13th, she talks about being in St. Louis picking up a bird, which was a parrot, and Hmm. seeing friends before finishing the drive home, talking about how awesome the bird is. The next day, her post is how funny the bird is. Um, Does the bird get taken away by CPS, too? Or PETA? PETA comes in and gets them? PETA got the bird. So I'm going to mention a little snip here is that I'm not sure if she got this bird from a woman named Patricia, Trish, but there's a lot mentioned, and there's some pictures of Trish with the bird, and... Eventually, Trish winds up with Shonda's husband. So, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's like, hey, can I have a bird? You can have my husband. We'll swap. <laughs> they traded. It's like sister wife. God. Oh, that's crazy. So, the next post was on December the 15th, and it read, is about to head out to the hearing. Here's hoping and praying. However, it appears that the children were not released to them. They were taken in October, October 30th. And here we are, December 15th, and the kids are still not returned to them. She says that three of the kids are with family and friends. They're allowed to see them when they want, when the host family allows it. They will be able to see the three oldest for Christmas, although not together, which she states is dumb. So those three kids are with family, but she can't see them unless her family tells her it's okay to see them? Right. I think they still have to... Re- uh-huh. I still think they have to abide by the rules of the court. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, it might be like once a week or once a month, maybe. And then, you know, they, she has to check with the family and friends to see what the date is. I don't know. Hmm. But it's dumb, in her opinion. So... She's got a big vocabulary. Yeah. She actually does, but... Oh, uh, She's one of... Yeah, okay. I can't wait. So, she says, still working on a placement for Timothy. Anybody that can care for an adorable three-year-old, she's asking this on Facebook. Timothy's is... He's still in a foster home where she says they can't call him. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, she's not allowed to call the foster home and talk to Timothy. She did something besides... I'm guessing. Yeah. The next day, she's back to bragging on her parrot. I miss my kids, but look at my freaking parrot. It's great. 
On December the 18th, she said that they were getting ready to see all four kids for Christmas, provided Nolan and Millie remained separated. Oh, okay. Huh. How so, old were they at this time? So Nolan was nine and Millie was five. How do they even know what that is? <laughs> That's a very good question. Just hang on for the ride. Just hold tight. Oh, gosh. So Shonda posts a lot, almost daily, sometimes twice a day. As of January the 18th, 2010, she now has a job, but the kids still have not been returned to them. They get to see the kids once a week now, and the world is filled with unfairness and idiots. God, I hate that. She's excelling at her job, and she describes her husband as the most amazing person in the entire universe. He's charming, handsome, intelligent, strong, romantic, funny, all the things. She's upset about the situation and that they have to complete 12 weeks of classes for something so stupid, and they are in this situation due to a church member deciding to be an idiot, and now they're paying for it. So we're like on page two of this, and I'm really pissed off right now. I still have no idea what's going on, we but this woman seven is... seven more pages to go. <laughs> this woman, like... Yeah. And <sighs> April 22nd. 2010, there was another court hearing, and again, they were denied getting their children back. This is some serious yeah. shiatsky. I would love to know what uh, yeah. all of the complaints were or whatever charges. I, I don't know what they're after called. After reading some more things uh, later, it seems like she never finished her, um, I, th- I guess you have to go through counseling or session, complete sessions and things like that, and she never did it. After all that, after April 2010, she posts all these inspirational quotes and um, she likes all these links about stop child abuse, end child abuse, yada, yada, yada. Okay. The post in January 31st, 2011. And I think this might be whenever she and Eric parted ways. That's her husband? Yes. Okay. Okay. So Nolan was 11, Paul was nine, Millie was seven, and Timothy was five. I don't know the condition of the children being returned, if it was precedent on Shonda not being in the home, but she voluntarily waived her parental rights prior to a formal decision of the court to terminate them. The children were given back to Eric, and she left the home in January 2012. So is that like a year and a half? Two years? Yeah. Damn. Wow. I want to know what this bitch did. I know. Me too. I don't think we're going to know that. I wonder if she posted inspirational things about signing over her kids to her husband. Yeah, it's going to make you mad later. Maybe instead of posting on Facebook, you should have actually read. (laughs) Read the quotes and stuff. Read the quotes. Comprehend it. Mm -hmm. The children were given back to Eric, and she left the home in January 2012. Shonda was only awarded three hours of supervised visitation per month. Three hours a month? Three hours a month. Okay. Oh, God. For whatever reasons, Eric and the children moved back to Oklahoma, and Eric remarried a woman named Patricia. Mm-hmm. Trish, right? This yeah. is the woman that they were friends with. And this is the Burger Lady. Mm-hmm. All of the children attended school in Oklahoma and seemed to be well taken care of, with the exception of Timothy. Shonda lived at 18 different addresses from 2012 to 2021. It's a lot of moving. Yeah. I would have probably not even unpacked. Like, I'm probably going to be moving in two months. I don't want to pack. I don't want to unpack. Leave it in the suitcase. Leave it in the suitcase. (laughs) Uh, The breakables can stay in the box. Ultimately, she settled down in Norton Shores, Michigan. She married 
Adam Vander Ark, sometime between 2012 and 2014, couldn't find like a specific date, and they had a baby boy around September 2014. We're going to call him G. Mm. I can't say his name because okay. he's a minor. Minor. He's a minor. Not the coal minor. He's just a young and <laughs> That's actually what I was thinking. <laughs> he's, just, he's just a little lad. <laughs> It appears she was able to visit her four children at the end of June 2015, and they were able to meet their baby brother, G. They all looked very happy and well cared for in the photograph that Shonda took and posted on Facebook. Did she make a button out of this one, too? No, I don't know. Maybe she did. Maybe she did not. I don't know. I don't know. In 2018, she enrolled at Cooley Law School (laughs) in Lansing, Michigan. She earned her oh Juris Doctor Law degree, graduating second in her class. Oh, my god! Magna cum laude. Huh. She worked as a legal clerk in one of the places, ironically being the same courthouse she was convicted in. Seriously? Yes. Like, I understand letting people have a second chance and turning your life around and stuff, but uh, eh, that's what the... That should be like a question before you take your exam. Have no, you been no, no, accused no. of... Uh, yeah, like of the child abuse Of child stuff? abuse, of, yeah, yeah. like promiscuity. Well, okay, so what, what had happened was <laughs> <laughs> that she voluntarily gave up her rights before it was ever anything legal. Oh, okay, so the CPS so, stuff and all that, I guess, isn't like... Well, I mean, it's public record. Doesn't show up on her records, I guess? I don't think Because so. it's not like a... Crime. No, I don't think so. Not unless she's ever convicted of something. So, Timothy had his mental, physical, and behavioral issues. But before we get into the horrific details of what happened over the next few years of Timothy's life, I want to tell you how his teachers from elementary, middle, and high school thought of him. Now, this was all while Timothy was living with his dad, Eric, and his stepmom, Trish, but after his murder. So, after he died is whenever all his teachers and School counselors and things like that came forward. A school psychologist who worked one-on-one with Timothy while he attended Sunset Elementary in Oklahoma stated that he always appeared to be over-medicated with ADHD medications. She said that Timothy never wanted to be at home, and he told her that he and the other kids were often locked in their bedrooms. What? I know. She created an out-of-home therapy plan, but his parents never moved forward with it. Hmm. And this would be Trish, his stepmom, and Eric, his dad. Jean, Timothy's 6th and 7th grade special education teacher in Oklahoma, said that Timothy was a sweet boy who craved attention. She said that she and other staff members in the school were suspicious of neglectful (laughs) behavior in his home. Jean also stated that Timothy would have to shower several times a week at school, and they would provide him with clean clothes. Okay, teachers and counselors are mandatory reporters how was this not sent over to cps well i think this lady jean contacted dhs in oklahoma and they advised her that they had investigated a sexual abuse case involving paul and timothy when timothy was in elementary school and paul was not to have contact with timothy and i think they even went to different elementary and middle schools i think they went to the same high school but elementary and middle they had to go to two separate were they living with in the same house, though? Yes. How in the world does that make sense? You can I, sleep under the same roof, but God forbid you go to school together. Don't you dare walk down the hall with him. <laughs> yeah, so I don't understand that. She said Timothy would act out in school, but was never aggressive or violent and thought it was likely he was seeking attention. 
He would have bladder accidents in school and would be provided a pull-up, but never came to school wearing one or any other absorbent underwear. Jean contacted Timothy's stepmother, Trish, to express her concerns. Trish stated that Timothy had a tendency to wet the bed, steal, and hoard food. Jean stated that Timothy should participate in counseling with the school called Positive Changes, but Trish declined. So Jean was also curious why Shonda homeschooled Timothy, as he was mentally and physically capable to attend public schools. She homeschooled him after Yeah, after this? he moved, yeah. Okay. Another teacher, Catherine, also noted and spoke to Eric and Trish Ferguson about Timothy's hygiene. They told Catherine, well, he goes to bed clean and he wakes up dirty and decides to wear dirty clothes. Catherine believes that Timothy's incontinence was due to trauma, probably the sexual abuse from Paul. She said Timothy never spoke about Shonda and referred to Trish as his mom or stepmom. Because he was little whenever... Yeah, he was three. Yeah. She said that sadly, she didn't think he was ever cared for at home and lived through hell most of his life. She wasn't shocked that Eric sent them to live with Shonda, as it was clear to her that his dad and stepmom felt he was a burden. That's terrible. He doesn't have anybody that wants him. No. wants to take care of him and give him the best. I know. It breaks my heart. His high school psychologist, where Timothy was a freshman in Oklahoma, said that he was in special ed and had ADHD as well as autism. Leah stated that he was doing well in school and had only seen him one time while he was attending high school. Teachers did not complain about him and advised he was manageable in the classroom. Leah stated that although she saw no physical abuse, all the kids in the household showed signs of mental trauma. She knew that Shonda had her parental rights revoked in 2012 and was surprised to learn that Timothy was moving in with her. What? Eventually, Timothy is being sent to her. Eric and Trish were in a hurry to remove Timothy from their home, so he didn't even get to finish out his freshman school year at the end of May. I think they pulled him out like two days before school ended. So how were they able to send him back? Like, I'm guessing this didn't go through the courts. It because was like it a, didn't go through the courts. It was like, hey, look, I can't handle him. He's going that's home exactly with you. That's exactly right. Yes, that's exactly what happened. She said that Timothy appeared to be at a normal weight. A former friend of Eric and Trish named Laura advised that they were friends until 2014 and the friendship had a falling out and she lost touch with them. She said that neither Eric nor Trish believed in mental health treatment for any of the kids, nor did Eric believe that the kids had any mental issues. Sounds like they were just all a bunch of messed up. Yeah, he's in denial, and he really doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I ain't got time for this. Paul was kicked out of his father's house. Now, Paul is the second child, okay? So there's Nolan, Paul, Millie, and Timothy. So Paul gets kicked out of his father's house and moves in with his mother, Shonda, in January 2021. I believe he was 18 at that time. He stated that his father was controlling and abusive, whipped him with a belt when he was younger, made him do wall sits with arms extended, holding a can of soup in each hand to the extent he could barely use his arms and legs the next day, and made him get two jobs after he graduated, and always lied about his wonderful, loving, caring mother, Shonda. <laughs> I feel like she put headphones on him at night. Your mother is wonderful. Yeah. Your mother loves you. <laughs> right. Oh, you're definitely going to feel like that later. Oh, God. Around May 2021, Eric called Shonda and told her that he could no longer control Timothy and she could either take him or he would send him back to foster care. What? So is this, so Paul's already with her. Paul is with her in January. And now Eric's trying to offload Timothy too. Yeah. Yeah. And Shonda agreed to take him in. So shortly after that, Eric pulled Timothy out of school, which the last two days of school, and Timothy went to live with Shonda, Adam, his stepdad, Paul, 
and his little brother, G. I guess it's easy for the courts to not know that somebody who legally doesn't have any right to these children has her children yeah. again. And How like, would they know? It's a whole different state. And like the schools, you would think there'd be a database. And if a kid was pulled out of one school and then not right, registered yeah. at another school or like a legitimate homeschool, then a flag would be raised and be like, hey, why isn't this kid in school anymore? What happened they to him? They sure need to do that. Yeah. I think that would help with a lot of kids that go missing. And like three mm-hmm. years later, it's like, oh yeah, I've seen him since December of 2022. <laughs> right. Yes. It's like, what? That's a good idea, actually. Thank you. They need a, a nationwide database. They do. From kids in school. And I think homeschoolers need to be followed up on. Yeah, I think so too. Have visits or whatever meet certain requirements. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. I have here for whatever reason, Shonda didn't enroll Timothy in school in Michigan for his sophomore year. But then I watched some of the trial and she stated that they had tried to enroll him in high school there. But there was no legal paperwork that they had, which I think is BS because she's legally his mom and it was never legally terminated. So why would she need any legal paperwork saying that she had him? Well, that throws up a huge red flag right there. This woman comes in with no proof that this kid's hers, trying to register him at school. And it's like, nah, he can't go here. Go home. You can homeschool him. Where the hell did this kid come from? How mm-hmm. did you get this kid? Well, they said that they pulled his paperwork from this prior high school in Oklahoma. And the, the school in Oklahoma refused to transfer any of his transcripts mm-hmm. because he had a balance due on his account from a broken Chromebook. Can they do that? I don't think so. I wouldn't think, I think so you, either. Legally, you have to transfer a transcript for a kid to go to school. Yeah. That doesn't Especially make any sense. Especially a public school. Like... You have to go to school. Makes no Otherwise, sense. the parents will get called in, and mm-hmm. that doesn't make any freaking sense to me. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that was the case, or maybe due to his behavior, like during that summer that she experienced, or maybe she didn't want anybody to know he was there because she wasn't supposed to have him. Who knows? If this is true and the schools didn't do anything about some random woman having a kid that she couldn't prove was hers, they should all feel like shit. They really should. Because this is ridiculous. They would have seen all this happening. So all of Timothy's teachers said that he really, he was just in regular classes. And he was a sweet boy. He was always, well, a couple of them listed him as always adventurous, always sweet, caring, loving, and hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Poor baby. Uh, He's a 15-year-old boy. Yeah, I get that always hungry. I know. Been there. I have a 9-year-old and 11-year-old, and they're always hungry. Mm -hmm. I told him the other day, I said, I'd be a millionaire right now if I didn't have kids. Mm -hmm. I said, all my money goes out to (laughs) y'all. In January 2022, Shonda's husband, Adam, suffered a severe stroke, and it left him partially paralyzed. So... He was bound to a wheelchair prior to this due to a disability he was born with. But now, you know, he was before like crawling up and down the stairs. So he had a wheelchair at the top. He had a wheelchair at the bottom. The way that their house was designed was the entryway was kind of like their basement, I guess. And the main the main part of the house was upstairs, like the living room, kitchen, and their bedroom. And he would have to crawl up the stairs? Crawl up and down, yeah. I'd be like, but I mean, he, if he was born here. with it, then he was probably used to it. You know, he's probably all bowed up on the top. Yeah, he probably isn't as lazy <laughs> as I'd be. He'd be like, look, I'm staying down here. Move the bed down here. That's, put a kitchen. Right. I really don't want to crawl up there. Just bring me my food. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> a choice was made. This is about when the abuse to Timothy began, not only by his mother, 
but he also suffered at the hand of his older brother, Paul, who was directed to inflict punishments at Shanda's demands. Paul, who does seem a little slow, claims to also suffer from ADHD, OCD, and sensory issues, and is self-diagnosed <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. I feel like all of this is self-diagnosed. I feel like it is, too. So, it doesn't make sense to me. Because Stockholm Syndrome, I had to look this up. Isn't that where you start to sympathize with your captors? Yes, yes, exactly. And they're inclined to have positive feelings towards their captor or abuser. But he was never, like his mom was never like this with him. He was free to go and do as he pleased and whatever. He was not a captive. Yeah, like most of the Stockholm Syndrome cases that have been proven, they're they're captive, and but... Right. They go out in public and people don't understand why they didn't like raise a flag saying, yeah, hey, yeah. this happened to me and it's because that's it. they've been brainwashed. They think that this is how life is supposed to be yeah. and they're going to kill their parents or something if they take off. That's right. But if Paul wasn't a captive. He wasn't. He's just, I don't know. He, he's like using I said, excuses. He, he is a little bit slow, but he's he seems intelligent. But he's just a little slow speaking and I don't know his mannerisms. In fact, I was watching part of the trial on YouTube and one of the jury members asked him if he had any mental issues, like, you know, because of the way that he speaks and the words that he uses are highly intelligent, but it's everything else combined that makes you think he's a little bit slow. I didn't realize you could ask questions as a juror. Yeah. That's pretty cool. They can write their questions down for the witness and hand them over to the judge and he reads it. Well, oh, like after yeah. okay. after the prosecutor asks all their questions and the defense asks all their questions, then the jury can ask questions. The judge can ask questions, too. The three boys, Paul, Timothy, and G, the youngest son, stayed in two bedrooms in the basement. Now, like I said before, it's called a basement, but it's actually where you would enter from the front door, not underground basement. Paul was in one room and Timothy and G in the other room. Timothy and G shared a bunk bed. They all shared a bathroom downstairs as well. Shonda's bedroom, the living room, and kitchen were all upstairs. Between May and December of 2021, at the time Timothy moved in, he was getting up and taking food out of the fridge, freezer, and pantry, so much that it irritated Shonda. It's never said that he was eating the food or hoarding it, because if you remember, one of his teachers said that his stepmom said the same thing. Um... I assume he was eating it. He's a growing kid. They're always hungry. In court, Shonda testified that he ate a whole pound of raw ground beef. Oh, oh my God. Frozen chicken nuggets and things that were like things that they were going to use to make dinner. You know, he would go in and just take it and eat it like raw. Like, yeah, just I don't I guess he was. But he did that at the other house, too. And he was well fed. So I don't know if that's part of his autism or... Yeah, like maybe just a little... Maybe he was starved at one point and this is like his coping mechanism. Like Like if if I get starved again, I have this food or something or I'm I'm extra full right now. Yeah. You know what's... Like maybe it was an OCD thing related to his autism. Maybe he had hyperthyroidism or some other illness where he was always hungry. Maybe he had a tapeworm. I don't know. Maybe he was foreshadowing his future. Timothy was not a chubby kid, and he wasn't skinny. So there had to be something causing the behavior to take enough food where his mom and stepmom were both bothered by it, you know? Yeah. I wonder, like, I wouldn't be bothered by my kid eating all that, but I would be bothered that he was eating it uncooked. Yeah. Like, why are you eating it uncooked? I'll cook whatever right. you want to eat, but yeah, that, is yeah. there some type of compulsion that you would, you prefer it this way? 
I know. Raw food. Yeah. Uh, uh-uh. So by January 2022, Shonda had had enough of this and told Paul to put locks on the fridge, freezer, and pantry. Timothy would break the locks and Paul would have to put them back. Since Adam was now out of the house, Shonda moved G upstairs with her and Timothy was no longer able to sleep in the bed due to continuing having bladder and bowel accidents. She made him sleep in what they called a small room, probably to make themselves feel better about it because it was actually a closet. That's what they make mattress protectors for. That's what they make. Oh, they did. I think they did. and diapers and... Yes. He had pull-ups. He had mattress covers. They said he shredded his mattress covers like they went through several. But this closet that they made him sleep in was maybe two foot wide by three foot. Oh, my God. So he couldn't even lay down and stretch out like he had to be curled up. He was 5'9". You know, they used to do that as a form of torture. They would put prisoners in a cell that they couldn't stand up all the way in and they couldn't like lay down and stretch out. And it was considered like a form of mental torture Uh, to try to get him to crack. So they were basically torturing this poor kid. Oh, they tortured him. A lot. So his bed was a freaking blue tarp. Like the kind you put on your roof after the hurricane comes? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like the kind you use for hurricane. <laughs> that's the only thing you use it for. Or to go slip and sliding. <laughs> yeah. So he had a blue tarp for his bed uh, slash covers, I guess. I want to go get him and bring him home. I know he's not here anymore. but Yeah. It makes me want to protect him. You know, and Paul was like, well, I mean, he went through like two or three of the, the plastic covers and, okay, so. All right, asshole, let me tear. give you a tarp. Well, let's put the tarp on his bed. How about? Yeah. Why not put the tarp on the bed? Why does it have to be, uh, if, he, if he's shredding them and all that, okay, he's autistic. I understand he doesn't really know what he's doing, but put the tarp down, put a sheet, let him sleep on the tarp. On the bed. And I think a tarp would be a lot easier to shred than a sheet. No. They're also a lot more expensive. The plastic liners. What do you mean? He was tearing up the, the plastic mattress liners. Oh, they have some now that aren't plastic. Oh, okay. That, uh, <laughs> have them on our beds because I spill. I'm clumsy. My kids are clumsy. <laughs> but... uh. They're they're actually soft now, so they don't crinkle and stuff whenever you move around. But they're real durable. Uh, mm-hmm. The some that I have on the boys' bunk beds have been shit. They're probably six, seven, eight years old. Oh dang! Yeah, and they they last. I've washed them every week, and they're. I mean, they've made it through the kids and all the boy sleepovers we've had. So I mean, oh, they're hell. they're very durable, and they're also. And a what's lot the cheaper. name brand on that? I got them from Walmart. I'm going to have to look. I think it's Mainstay. Oh, it is. It is Mainstay. Good job. (laughs) So, hey, Walmart. If you want to sponsor us, I would love some more mattress protectors and sheets. Please. Please. Thank you. All right. So, Shonda. Like, the tarps are really expensive. Oh, I know. And she could get sheets for, like, a dollar. How did he not tear up the tarp? I guess she didn't have time or didn't want to wash all the time. She just wanted to be an asshole. Mainly that. I'm I'm sorry. I'm very angry right now. Bingo. No, but you nailed it. Okay. So she also installed cameras with motion sensors and voice control throughout the house. Um, She used to work for a tech firm, so she was very IT tech savvy, I guess. Um, So she installed those cameras... 
throughout the house, upstairs, the garage, and in Timothy's bedroom, the bathroom, and in the small room. This way, she and Paul could monitor Timothy 24-7, and she could instruct Paul how and when to punish Timothy while she was at work. She arranged for Paul to work different shifts, so there would always be someone at the house. With the exception of Paul leaving for work at 3 p.m. and Shonda returning from work around 6 p.m., so during a th- for three hours or so, uh, Timothy and G were alone, like in the house. So she says this is why she got the cameras. Um, Ellie, this is really this is completely all this subject. <laughs> We have cameras, like they're motion detected and you can like talk through them and stuff. Yes. And when we go on vacation and mom goes to the house to <laughs> babysit all the cats for us, yes. I randomly throughout the day when she's outside, get on this thing and ask if they're ready to eat and all of them come running. Oh my God. <laughs> You're hateful. But I love it. She's, she calls, she's like, Brandy, are you serious? I was like, this isn't Brandy. This is God. I'm just trying to get the cats. <laughs> This isn't Brandy. This is God. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. I love it. I could see her just like, oh, what? At one point, she was sitting by the pool, and I guess they thought it was her that said it, and they all came running. Oh my like, God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, wee. <laughs> so funny. All right. So, Timothy and G were alone. During on the weekdays for two and a half to three hours, and Shonda and Paul both had the apps, uh, both had the apps to the cameras set up on their phones so they could receive any alerts or watch what they were doing. The cameras were also set up two-way audio so they could communicate through them as well. That's really messed up having like motion sensor cameras inside the house. Mm-hmm. I can I can see outside, but inside I'd be like I don't know I don't want to be recorded all the time. I'm grateful that it was. Well, yeah, I guess in this case it is. I'm glad it was. So Timothy was getting up to go to the bathroom with constant bladder and bowel issues, and this was too much for Shonda to take. So the door to the small room was armed with an alarm similar to a siren so they would know if he were trying to leave the room. So can you imagine? What the hell? It has already been said that he did not like loud noises. Oh. And as an autistic boy... Having the siren alarm in a small two by three room. Oh my gosh! Blaring. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. That was like mental torture for him. Oh, definitely. Timothy was only allowed to leave the closet when Shonda said he could. He was only allowed one minute to urinate and three minutes to have a bowel movement. Uh huh. Well, that's probably why he was always going on himself. He probably had UTIs like crazy and backed up and. Yeah. (sighs) Timothy was consistently deprived of food and water between January 2022 and his death in July 2022. He was fed only bread with hot sauce or rice with hot sauce. Why hot sauce? They're like... Punishment. To make it not... You have to eat, so we're going to make it to where you don't like it. Yeah. Punishment. The refrigerator door was kept locked to prevent Timothy from accessing food. As if this wasn't enough torture, months before his death, Shonda instructed Paul to force-feed Timothy hot sauce with a severely painful, quote, 
burn as punishment for, quote, stealing food he didn't need. What is what do they mean severely painful burn? Like the hot the sauce. The hottest was, hot sauce oh, you could find. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Some other punishments were keeping Timothy awake by making sure he was uncomfortable, throwing cold water on him, making him stand in his closet with zip ties or wrists. The closet is the small room, okay? Um I refuse to call it a small room. Yeah, no, closet is better. So making him making him stand in his closet with zip ties on his wrists with his hands up in the air behind his head, monitoring him with motion sensors to make sure he didn't move. Timothy could only take cold showers, and eventually he was forced to take ice baths for several hours. Fuck this bitch. I'm so <laughs> pissed off right now. If they found he was sneaking food... Shonda, if they found that he was sneaking food, Shonda instructed Paul to stick his fingers down Timothy's throat and force him to throw it up. Oh, my gosh. Excessive exercise running up and down the flight of stairs from the back porch. The back porch was connected to the main living area upstairs, so this is like eight or nine feet of stairs. Also, it was away from plain sight from neighbors. And I'm just going to, I can't even imagine like being completely depleted of energy and sleep and everything. And then you're forced to run up and down a flight of stairs with Paul chasing him up and down. I can't like, even that's imagine. That's how the punishment was going on there. Prolonged standing against a wall with his arms up over his head or wall sits for hours on end with vibration monitors attached to him to ensure he wouldn't move. What? hmm Restraints on his ankles and wrists with zip ties, zip cuffs, and shackles for hours on end. I mean, can you order this stuff on Amazon? Yes. Oh, my God. That's where they got it. Forced to drink salt water so he wouldn't have the excuse of being in the bathroom longer than three minutes. Oh, that's so bad for you. Hot sauce poured down his throat, the hottest they could find. A bottle of Elijah's Extreme Regret Screaming Scorpion California Reaper Hot Sauce. You're welcome. I actually got Chris some of that for a Father's Day one year. Did you? Yeah, there's a, uh, I think it's like hotsauce.com or something, and it has like all the different hot sauces from mm-hmm. around the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this one, and there was another one. I think it was called Fuck It's Hot or something. Oops. <laughs> but yeah, like some of them were good. I got like the, the lesser hot for me, but yeah, that is one, and it's terrible. Yeah. Like he tried it on a cracker and like, we just kept it on the shelf for looks. Right. And for some of his friends that after a few drinks thought that they could handle it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And really they could, funny. Could they, they could not know. They could not. Okay. Imagine yeah. having bread soaked in that every day for, oh, for your God. meals. That would make me throw up. Mm-hmm. And then it probably burns your tongue so you don't want to eat anything else. Mm-mm. And then you're starving. You're tired. You're cold. Let's go run up and down the fucking stairs. Mm-hmm. I hope this bitch gets it in jail. Oh, me too. So at one point, Shonda also wanted Paul to pour hot sauce on his genitals. What? On his genitals. But thankfully, Paul refused that demand. Well, I'm glad Paul has some type of a conscience. Or maybe he was just too fucking lazy to do it. I don't know. Maybe 
Like, mom, I'm trying to watch Vanderpump Rules. So I really might have to get be up kind and of one of those now. things where you know you see where guys see other guys getting kicked in the balls, and they're like, oh, like they Ooh, grab their yeah. own junk. You like, know, yeah, like he probably like, couldn't imagine. Uh, like that would to him that was probably the torture, <laughs> like sympathy pains. Yeah, like oh, I can't do that. Mm-mm. So you know me, I had to Google what happens when you're starved to death, and God help me if if. Oh, God. Anyone ever dies on my watch? I was about to say, you're going to die, and Jeremy's going to go to jail, and it's going to be like, you should see the stuff that was searched on this computer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm going straight to jail for Google searches. When you fly to Orlando, you're going to be on the TSA no-fly list. (laughs) Damn it. I have to go to Europe. I can't murder anybody. All right. Wait till July. (laughs) So it is truly an absolutely horrendous, torturing way to die. In short, when you don't eat... Your body goes into survival mode, right? Mm-hmm. It will feed on itself on carbohydrates, fats, then protein parts of the tissue. Your metabolism is slowed way down, and the body loses the ability to regulate temperature. Kidney function is impaired, and immune system is weakened. Maybe he was trying to go to the bathroom so much due to his kidneys, like failing him because he was only getting bread or rice with hot sauce. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I mean, he was also going to the bathroom also because of the trauma and, you know, that was just a thing that he had to do. But I'm sure it it kicked it up a notch. Yeah. You know? So. Um, I'm assuming he was never brought to, like, real doctors during this period. No, he was not. Eventually, the heart, lungs, vital organs, and muscles shrink. And at this point, the body will begin to consume the remaining muscle. People experience hallucinations, convulsions, and disruptions in the heart rhythm until the heart finally stops. In a teenage boy, this could take a month or so. But in Timothy's case, he was being given enough bread and rice to prolong his misery. Oh, my gosh. He probably endured this treatment from January until his death in July. Poor baby. Yep. Occasionally, Paul would defy his mother and give Timothy chicken broth, eggs, or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich but it was too little too late and certainly not enough to sustain a young boy at five foot nine inches. This is certainly not what the rest of the family ate and they damn sure didn't eat bread or rice with hot sauce. I hope she gets that in jail. Yeah. And can you imagine if she's upstairs cooking or they order pizza or fried chicken or bring home McDonald's or whatever and all the aromas, you know, the smells and everything. you can smell it. And that poor baby is... In his little closet, smelling all that, hungry as fuck. Like he can't get he can't get any food ever. I can't. I, yeah. I just cannot. How can you treat a person like that? That's especially that is your own men, child. That's, that's mental abuse right there. You eating regular normal food. I mean, Jeremy even feels bad about eating regular food when I'm on a diet. You know. <laughs> So it's like, oh, flip flop feels bad for you. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes he looks at you and he says, "You know what? This pizza's delicious, Kelly. <laughs> so good. You should taste the cheese. <laughs> so gooey." <laughs> so it really must have screwed his mind. Like, I can't. Uh, in the weeks leading up to his death, Timothy started to get weaker where he could barely stand or walk, and Paul was concerned. He texted his mother about it. He sent her a picture of Timothy's legs and ribs visibly seen through his skin. Paul told Shauna that he was too skinny and that he needed food. She said to give him a slice of bread with butter on it. 
and give him an ice bath. Mm-mm. At times, Timothy became unresponsive, and Shonda said he was faking it. Oh, my God. Paul would slap Timothy in the head to get him to wake up or respond, and after he moved, Shonda was like, I told you he was faking it. Mm-hmm. I want to hit her with a frying pan. Mm-hmm. The day before Timothy died, Paul was again instructed to give Timothy an ice bath. Paul was due at work at 4 and went to check on Timothy before heading out the door. He found Timothy slumped down in the in the bathtub and unresponsive again. He texted Shonda that Timothy wasn't responding or moving. Well, Shonda logged into the camera and wanted to see him in the tub. Her response was, make some pizza rolls and put one in front of his face. If he reacted or reached for the pizza roll, Paul was to jerk it back and not give it to him. Mm-mm. Just to prove that he was faking the symptoms. Um, she was determined to outlast Timothy's behavior. I, I, there is no reason Paul couldn't have given him a real bath when she said do an ice bath if she's not there and sneak food to him and help or shit, call somebody yeah. and get the authorities involved. Like, yeah, he has no excuse. No, he doesn't. Stockholm syndrome, my ass. So although... Timothy did try to reach for the pizza roll. His arm fell in weakness, and Paul pulled it away as instructed. Dick. (laughs) Yes. She then instructs Paul that if he can get Timothy to sit upright, he can give him two frozen pizza rolls. Mm -mm. This attempt doesn't work. So Shonda instructs Paul to leave him in the tub until she gets home. This is an ice bath, okay? Ice Mm -mm. bath. And he put him in there, what, at three? Yeah, I think so. Okay. She didn't get home till six. She gets home at six. So anyway, she gets home. His electric bike that he rode to work had a flat. So she had to bring him to work whenever she got home at six. So Timothy was ultimately left in, a, in an ice bath for nine and a half hours. Oh, my gosh. And Shonda is seen with the surveillance cameras that she put up, loving that, pulling him out of the tub and dragging him back to the small room, throwing the tarp over him and calling him pathetic. Wait, she had cameras in the bathroom too? Yeah. Oh, Oh, hell no. Mm -mm. This is how she was able to see if he was giving him an ice bath or whatever, you know. Like no privacy. Right. So anyway, she pulled pulled him in the closet, threw the tarp over him, called him pathetic And Timothy's eyes are open at this point on the video camera. And this was probably the last moment he was alive with his mother calling him pathetic. Like, I mean, this kid's never known love. No. On July the 6th, 2022, the Norton Shores Police Department responded to a 911 call about the 15-year-old boy being dead. I'm surprised she called the police. (laughs) Well, she had to. There was a dead kid in her house. I'm surprised she didn't just try to get rid of the body. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not in school. Nobody knows. Well, this is true. She's not even supposed to have him. That's true. She very well could have. Around 7 a.m., an officer with a body cam shows Shonda sitting on her front porch. He's asking her questions, and she's fake crying and breathing like she's going to hyperventilate, which is her go-to, right? Mm. Shonda is within 30 feet of the ambulance and doesn't even glance at it as they load his body and disappear down the street. She's just sitting there talking to the officer, and the ambulance is there loading up her dead son's body in it, 
closing the doors and pulls off. Mm-mm. And she never looks at the ambulance. A normal mom would be like... In the ambulance. In the ambulance, following the gurney, like not even able to talk or walk. And no. what's she doing sitting there? Yeah, this real nice weather we're having today. Yeah. Well, she's, you know, answering all the questions. And then whenever, like... When she's not being asked a question, she's like, oh, 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 oh. And then he, he asks her a question and she's like, oh, well, he was on a hunger strike. <laughs> like, yeah. bitch, do I need to tase you? Pay attention. God, I wish he would have. That would have been great. Damn. So, at the time of Timothy's death, he only weighed 69 pounds. Five foot nine and he weighed 69 pounds? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so I have I am going to play a little bit of the body cam footage for you just so you can hear her little fake ass crying. This is where I'll insert it. Okay. Yeah, that really kind of put the image in my head of mm-hmm. how upset she was, quotation marks. Qu- yeah, right. Quote she unquote. Was so, she was so quote unquote. She was so sad. Yeah. She didn't know what was going on. Mm-mm. God. How could this happen? How could he do that? <laughs> All right. So Shonda told the police that morning that she heard a loud noise in his room around 530 a.m. So she ran down to check on him and he had fallen out of his bed. How the hell did he fall out of his bed since he was confined to the, this closet? Right. Yeah. And uh, he wouldn't make any noise falling out of his bed he's on the bottom floor if he no, was he was in the bunk supposedly oh, he was in the bunk like my kids have the bunk beds and if they were upstairs and they fell or jumped off i could hear them yeah but downstairs it's on the ground you're i don't fall unless out a concrete floor and you're upstairs in your room okay. yeah and i mean mm-hmm. unless they scream when they fall which i doubt this kid even had enough energy to talk all right shonda lying bitch Let's so, go. after she made sure he was okay at 5.30 in the morning, she went back to bed. And when she woke up, he was dead. So, she pulled him down off the bed, laid him on the floor, and started CPR. Then Paul came in, and he started CPR. Then she called 911. I bet it was really easy pulling a 69-pound 15-year-old out of bed. Like pulling a toddler out. You know, they didn't ask that question, but he did say... Are you sure it was 5.30? He didn't elaborate, but it's because when the paramedics arrived, rigor mortis had already started to set in. What time did they get there? Um, I think probably before 7. The ambulance and the fire fire department were there before the police arrived. The police arrived around 7 a.m. So they're thinking that he died in the middle of the night. Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay. I mean, he was already stiff. Like, oh, okay. Starting to get stiff. So she's like, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure I called 911, you know, at 630. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so there's no way his body would be stiffening up between 530. Then she goes to bed. She she said that he was fine. And the. Was he in the closet when the police got there, or had no, they pulled him out? they okay. pulled him out. So upon entry of the house, the police enter Timothy's room to find him laying in the middle of the floor of the bedroom. Timothy was just skin and bones, and his body was covered in bruises and marks. 
When Timothy passed away, he was 5'9", and like I said, only 69 pounds. He was wearing a hoodie and jeans that swallowed him. Also, I want to note that in the body cam footage, his bed was neatly made and didn't look like anybody had slept in it in a long time. Who like, sleeps in jeans? Yeah, I... Girlfriend, I don't know. This bit, I bet there was dust on the bed. I don't know. It's been so long since I slept there. Mm-hmm. The officer opened the door to the small room and was overpowered with the smell of urine and feces. Oh, there is no light in this small room. What? So while Timothy was kept captive, and I'm using that word because that's exactly what he was, he was in the dark all day, all night, refrained from sleep, never allowed to go outside other than to do punishment sprints up and down the stairs. The tarp was still in the small room. The alarm on the door to the small room was noticed, and the cameras in the bedroom in the small room. We'll wait. We'll wait for you. <laughs> the, alarm to the, the, the alarm on the door to the small room was noticed, and the cameras in the bedroom and in the small room were noticed as well. I mean, people on death row get better treatment than this. Absolutely. It was almost like he was uh, at a concentration camp, you know? Yes. The bathroom was filthy with dirty pull-ups and clutter. Uh, There was a camera noticed in the bathroom as well. Uh, The body cam footage shows the upstairs of the house, which was the kitchen and living room. Again, there was trash all over the floor. Like, it's... It's really gross looking. Mm. There was clutter all over the counters. They saw the locks on the fridge, freezer, and pantry. And Shonda and Shonda starts explaining that Timothy often stole food, so they had to lock it all up, which doesn't quite match their statements of him being on a hunger strike, right? Yeah. Or for being skinny. If he's always stealing food, he shouldn't have been... Skin and bones. And if he is, and he really is stealing food all the time, maybe you should bring him to a doctor because I don't think that's how this works. Maybe he's just fucking hungry. The police asked him to, asked her to unlock the locks. The fridge and freezer were full of food, Brandy. Full. Like you couldn't have put a fart in there. Oh my gosh. And they couldn't give this kid anything to eat. No. The pantry was also decently stocked. Absolutely No reason for a boy to be starved. Not like there is a reason for a boy to be starved. But it it just, it blew my mind how much food they had. So this has run a little bit long and I decided to make it a two-parter. You got to be freaking kidding me. (laughs) A two-parter. You're going to make me wait. I'm going to make you wait. We're going past an hour. We got to get this, you know, wrap it up. I guess so. guess so, dang it. All right, so please tune in next Friday for the second part of Shonda Hitler Vander Ark. <laughs> <laughs>